once you're labeled the best, you're going to want to stay up there. And you can't do that by loafing around. If I don't keep changing, I'm history. Larry Bird said that, and I'm saying this. Welcome to High and Low. Good day and good night. Welcome to the High and Low Basketball Podcast, the fastest growing NBA podcast in Pasadena, California, or maybe Monrovia, California. I'm not, I'll have to check on that. And we're Actually, we're still growing fast in Cambridge, Massachusetts and Cambridge, Ontario. I still got nothing on Cambridge, England, but I'm sure we're good over there. Uh, this is episode number Capono. That's legendary sharpshooter and former UCLA Bruin, Jason Capono. This is episode number 72. The number Jason Capono wore back in 2010 when he locks in minutes as a Philadelphia 76er. Uh, my name is Ike Amechi, and today's starting lineup is Hugo and Mitch Orsati. Who the hell is that? So just a reminder to you, our listeners, we talk about basketball here, specifically the NBA, and we talk about it anywhere at any time, north, south, east, west, high, and low. This week on High and Low, I'm solo. Solo, yes, dolo, as they say, but Mitch and Hugo will be entering the chat shortly to join me for a look at the winners and losers of Superstar NBA Player Swaps. We haven't done one of those in a while. I love those uh, those conversations that we usually have. Mitch and Hugo, they joined me for a conversation earlier, which is why they're not here with me right now. The reason for that, I mean, if, hey, listen, full disclosure, I moved to the other side of the world last week. Uh, well, at least it felt like it. And uh, that presented a set of problems bestowed upon us by the internet gods. Um, but all is good right now, as I record from this new locale for the very first time. Uh, regardless, we still had a chance to talk player swaps. And uh, so, and, I mean, that's one of my favorite types of conversations here on High and Low. Anyway, stay tuned for that. Before we lock in, well, let me check in. At this very moment, I'm sitting on my back porch. And as, as I mentioned, I moved. You know, no more rooftop patio life in the middle of the bustling city. I traded all that in for a more relaxed and spacious situation. A situation that lets me sit on the back porch in the middle of the night while uh, while raindrops pelt the roof over my head it's uh it sounds like those albums they make to to help you go to sleep you know like uh what do they call sleep sounds or quiet storm anyway thank you for joining us listeners another week another episode more nba some more high and low this week in nba history somebody ranked magic johnson at 17 on the list on october 8th 1999 ESPN aired an episode in their Sports Century series, a series that was tied to a list of the greatest North American athletes in the 20th century, according to a distinguished panel of sports writers, historians, observers, and administrators. I'm not even going to begin to unpack that. Uh, but this particular episode of Sports Century featured Irvin Magic Johnson, who was ranked at number 17 on the list. So Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was ranked 25th. Uh, Bill Russell was uh, 18, right behind Magic. And Will Chamberlain came in at number 13, just to match his jersey number. But number one on the list 
was an NBA player by the name of Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Uh, he was the greatest North American athlete of the 20th century, according to this list. So I wonder how different this list would be if they were to update it today. You know, maybe, you know, maybe a list for the greatest North American athletes of the 21st century so far. Uh, I'm pretty sure LeBron would probably be on that list. You know, maybe Kevin Durant. Uh, anyway, that's a little something for the NBA history nerds. Things are certainly happening in the NBA today. So let's get into some NBA news the high and low way. So this week, I have a few takes from listeners. Uh, I'm going to read them out, even though the guys aren't here to, to hear the takes. Uh, and actually, I'm going to give the guys a chance to, to listen to these. Maybe they can rate them when they get back uh, next week. So the first one is from Gustav in Welland, Ontario. Uh, he says, the Golden State Warriors replaced Andrew Wiggins with a vaccinated clone. Uh, it's the only explanation for his complete 180 on COVID vaccines. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the f- did you just say to me? Watch your profanity. Wow. Okay, so I'm going to, I mean, hey, I'm, I'm probably going to rate this a two because I'm pretty sure uh, they didn't replace him with a, with a clone. But I, I see your point, Gustav. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, hey, I, I'll, I'll, I'll leave this to the jury. Thank you for your take, Gustav. Uh, This next take is from Junior in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Uh, Ben Simmons lost $8.25 million for not going to training camp. That money should go to a charity or non-profit organization that helps NBA players make better decisions. (laughs) I like that one. Okay, that's a 10. I'm rating that one a 10. Thanks for your take, Junior in Colorado Springs. This next one is from Jason in Detroit, Michigan. And Jason says, if I'm a Nuggets fan, I'm nervous when I hear Austin Rivers say this is his last chance. That means you have a player on your roster that no one else wants. Wait, wow. wait, wait. Hold it, hold yes, it, hold that's it. Cold. That's cold, Jason. Hey, I'm going to pull a Sean. I'm going to rate that a five. Uh, <laughs> wow, that, that that's pretty cold. I mean, I think Austin Rivers... Um, feels fortunate to be on a team because of the circumstances. I mean, he was basically looking for a team. And due to the fact that Jamal Murray had been injured for the year, he got an opportunity to slide in there. I'm pretty sure he can make another roster on, in, in the league, but this is hyperbole on the part of Austin Rivers. I think he's exaggerating a little bit. Uh, but anyway, thank you for those takes. It's time to put this segment into a box full of jigsaws and turn them on all at once and soak that box in rubbing alcohol. Coming up next, my conversation with Mitch and Hugo about the winners and losers of six NBA superstar player swaps. Let's get into it after this break. We'll be right back with more High and Low. This moment is brought to you by High and Low listeners. Last week, we asked listeners to share their opinions on the top five players most likely to have breakout seasons in 2021-2022. This week, we heard from Colin in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Man, shout out to the High and Low Lives in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Coming up a lot lately. Uh, Colin listed his picks from five to one. They are as follows. And number five. 
Colin has Shea Gilgis Alexander of the OKC Thunder. I mean, I can't, I can't argue with that. Number four, Fred Van Vliet of the Toronto Raptors. I'm pretty sure Mitch would be. Mitch is excited to hear that. I mean, and Mitch gets excited anytime when anyone talks about the Toronto Raptors. Um, so shout out to, to Colin for, for mentioning Fred Van Vliet on his list. Number three is Lonzo Ball of the Chicago Bulls. Breakout season. Okay. Okay. We'll be, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Number two is Michael Porter Jr. of the Denver Nuggets. Okay. Well, you, this list is getting amazing right now. Uh, and Colin's number one spot goes to Clay Thompson of the Warriors of San Francisco. Uh, great list, Colin. Love it. Thank you. Appreciate you. Let us know who your top five are this week. Leave them in a review or in the comment section on IG. Uh, quick reminder, come talk to us on Discord where we have our watch parties, our listing parties uh, during the season. And go to our Facebook group for more information on how to join. I'll leave all the links in, in our show notes. But yeah, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the High Low Basketball Podcast. Uh, around here, we like to compare teams. We like to compare players. It's fun. You know, in fact, we swap players in fantasy scenarios in the early days of this podcast. And uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you. It, it was fun, and I miss it. I miss it. Uh, so why not do it again? But this time, we're looking at a, a, at a bevy of swaps. So I have 12 players, six swaps. And uh, let's talk about how the team would fare in those situations and you know and that's if it's a clean exchange like for like all right so let's start with donovan mitchell in utah and trey young in atlanta you swap them out so donovan goes to atlanta trey young goes to to utah who would have the better record and the deeper playoff run would it be utah or atlanta in that situation utah probably wins the championship with this swap hmm Trey, wow. Young, Trey Young with a uh, maybe the best defensive center in the last 20 years, maybe, <laughs> behind him, <laughs> would hide every single wart in Trey's game. And yeah, then Trey, Trey would add to the already insane three-point barrage of a roster that they have. Yeah. Forget it. It's, it's Utah in every respect for me. Championship. Wow. Yeah. I was gonna I say this. uh Trey's got that one little move that he does, that little hizzy move where it's like either a draw a teardrop or a alley oop. So oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so with him and uh Gobert, because I know he was he was torching the Knicks with that stupid move. Um <laughs> him and Gobert doing that, like woo, like yeah. I, I think I have to agree with Mitch. Thanks for the save there, because I was a little bit flabbergasted. Uh <laughs> that my man Donovan got moved. But uh yeah, Trey Young on there with uh with the three point shooting and a and a really good supporting cast, yeah, dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it, it's um, it's quite succulent. That's what I'll say. Ew. Oh come on! <laughs> also, that is your third like pro Knicks statement you've made this this episode. Are you a, are you a Knicks fan? Is that no, no, sounds no, like it. No, no I am not. Trey Young with that stupid hezzy against the Knicks. Oh, I hate him. Jeez, man. (laughs) (laughs) Use their real name, Knickerbocker. Love it. Love it. 
okay, so next uh, we've got LeBron, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant. Clean swap. So LeBron goes to Brooklyn. Kevin Durant goes to the Lakers of Los Angeles. Who fares better? Who get who has the better record? Deeper playoff run. Is it the Lakers or Brooklyn? Well, Brooklyn. Brooklyn, man. Durant and Russell get into a fight right there on the court. <laughs> I disagree. What? Yeah, I disagree. Um, Durant is a better player right now than LeBron. And kind of everything tilts towards LA here, doesn't it? How many playmakers are you going to have on that Brooklyn team? Harden, Kyrie, and LeBron all want the ball in their hand to distribute. Kyrie took a little bit of a backseat in that this year in that he just shot more. But LeBron's not about that post-up life anymore. He can't live on the perimeter with that roster. Yeah, I think Durant, Durant in LA with AD, I like that way better. Street clothes? Street clothes. It's not going to matter. We got Durant. LeBron's street clothes take- a little bit now too, right? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I think, a little bit, I think a little bit of rekindling with Durant and Westbrook would be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah it's true. close though. It's a close one, but yeah. I think I I lean towards LA there. I think LeBron and Kyrie would be a disaster. I agree. I agree. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, which disaster do you want? The Russ Durant disaster or the LeBron yeah. Kyrie disaster? Will, will LeBron try to sun uh, Kyrie? <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. Man. Absolutely. It's like oh. I won a championship without you. Let me show you how to do it again. Oh gosh, here we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I, I changed my 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 uh, my my ballot. Oh, that's, <laughs> going... that's that's two sways for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I changed my ballot. That. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's go. Let's go. Let's Los Angeles. Yeah. Durant. That's the better choice. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's stay let's stay in La La Land. Uh, so we got Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid. Mm. Okay. So clean swap. Anthony Davis goes to the Sixers. Joel Embiid goes to the Lakers of Los Angeles, and that's and that's with LeBron. Okay, and Anthony Davis joins uh, Ben Simmons for now. Okay, I'm going Sixers so that Mitch will pick the Lakers, and then I'll be swayed again. <laughs> I, I, I'm actually I'm Sixers here too. Um, you got you got two guys made of glass. One of them being you know a slightly heavier grade. Um, but presuming relatively the same health, I, I agree with you. I think the edge goes to Philly here because I think I think a pairing of Ben Simmons and AD is kind of perfect, mm. whereas Embiid would, like, it's a terrible fit for him. He'd be bitching about touches. He'd be in yuck-chuck heaven over there with Russ, Embiid, <laughs> and Mello. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, but you got uh, LeBron and Embiid? I don't like yeah, that fit just, either. Yeah, that's not the greatest no? fit. No, oh I, I I think the, I think the Sixers are a better team from a team building perspective in terms of like fit. Now you got better names, sure, in in LA, but I don't know. Okay, don't now like you, you swayed me to stay. There we go. Three in a <laughs> row. Goodness gracious. Okay. All right. What about this one? Okay, LeBron's coming up again. So we got LeBron and Giannis. So LeBron goes to Milwaukee. Giannis goes to the Lakers. All right, you yeah. go, go ahead. Let's see if I can. No, it it's Giannis going. Giannis going to the Lakers. I don't think LeBron and Budenholzer can work together. And I, 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 I just that whole offense is geared around Giannis. You put LeBron in there, and you're like redoing everything all over again. And I just, I don't think Budenholzer has the 
I don't want to diss him, but I don't. I just don't think he has the fortitude to make it work. I oh, I agree with everything you said. I'll take it one step further. Not only is the offense totally tooled around Giannis, it's the defense too. And to your point about Budenholzer, I have written down maybe Bud could coach his way out of it. Brackets, lol, unlikely. Close brackets. <laughs> exactly. Like that would no, it's be. A, it, it's not even close, right? That it's, would it's, be a disaster. Yeah, it's Giannis to the Lakers for sure. Yeah. He's just too damn good and too durable and much younger. And it's just yeah, yeah. Everything so points to Giannis. Like LeBron, Middleton, and and Holiday, and Drew. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like so, yeah. like seven seed maybe. Yeah. I, I mean, Middleton wouldn't even go through his Middleton cycle. Like he would just be, <laughs> he would be just bad Middleton. Like all the like he would just he would regress and, and become like even more introverted. Well, yeah, so, maybe. So, so I just want to add one thing, just uh, just to because maybe Stephen will be listening. Uh, <laughs> the Lakers, the Lakers have lost out on three straight swaps. <laughs> No, no, I, no, there. no! I pulled for Durant in LA. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just, okay two, so two just two straight. Yeah. Two straight. Yeah. <laughs> two straight. All right. Uh, the next one we got Steph Curry going to Brooklyn. James Harden goes to the Golden State Warriors. This one, this one's closer. Uh, wow! This, this was this was the MVP race back, so, uh, let's say, three, four, three, four years ago. Okay, four, so I'm gonna seasons. I'm gonna ask a question of a question: Is James Harden on Golden State make Golden State better or the same? You mean with Curry gone? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it might be a stasis move. Yeah, maybe not better, but maybe not worse. Which I think Brooklyn gets a weird, lot better. Which is weird. You, say, you think Golden State gets a lot better? I think Brooklyn gets oh, a lot Brooklyn. better. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, I think Brooklyn gets better because if you got... First of all, you got to worry about Curry and Durant. That's, I mean, those two dudes can take out most teams' best four players just shooting them out of the building. Yeah. But it's, what about the Kyrie factor there? Does Kyrie yeah. play well with Curry? I'm not might, so sure. That might not even matter at that point. I don't know. I think I think Curry and this is Curry's such an interesting player. Yeah. Special player. But so interesting because he doesn't necessarily have to have the ball in his hand. Yeah, pretty selfless. Correct. Right? Yeah. And Durant. And, and we saw that. We saw that with Durant, right? Yeah. And Durant's the same way. And I think Kyrie. The fact that Kyrie was able to do this with James Harden, a guy who does need the ball in his hand, and then you put Steph Curry, who doesn't, mm-hmm. who, who wouldn't need the ball, I don't know. I think I think it's an easier fit. The, the, the one thing I think that would be different there, though, is Curry's never had to play with a guy who'll dribble the air out of the ball, right? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah ball dominant. Ky- Kyrie, yeah. like, Kyrie will eat a whole possession and then realize... All right, I either got to like pull out some wild, wild stuff out of my bag, which generally works, or yeah. he'll kick it away and someone will have to take a low percentage shot. This yeah. would be, I think, a new challenge for Curry. I'm sure he could do it. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I think I like the Golden State fit better. Mm. But you know, I think the interesting, the interesting question is, 
who would influence who, right? Yeah. And I think this would Curry be able to influence that offense mm-hmm. more so than than that offense influencing Curry? You know I, what I mean? Like, would yeah. Curry have to would would Curry just be kind of absorbed into what Brooklyn's already doing, or would or would he be able to kind of change the way Brooklyn plays? You would ha- he would have to change because the one thing I will always give Durant and Curry props is they like as lethal of a shooter as they are, they're deadly straight up shooters, right? Like catch and shoot, right? Like mm-hmm. like Clay's by I I I put Clay by far above both of them. But Whoa. well, okay, but maybe not by far. Okay, well, I retract it. Maybe not by far. But at one, all? At all? No, like, no, no, no. no Clay's up Thompson? there. Do you think Clay Thompson is a better shooter than Steph Curry? Is that what you're saying right now? No, 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 no. Catch and shoot. I mean, catch and shoot. Right? In, uh, no, I even catch so, and shoot. You think? Well, oh, okay. Listen. So let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. <laughs> Go ahead. One of the th- one point. of the th- so no, no no no. So one of the things that made Golden State a really big problem when Durant came over. Was that Clay and Cur- uh, sorry Curry and Katie were uh, doing a lot of catch and shooting? So you didn't even have an opportunity to get yourself ready to deal with these guys, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if they can do that in Brooklyn, and okay, let Kyrie bring up the ball, and if Kyrie gets rid of it in like fourteen seconds or less or whatever, and these dudes are just straight up catch and shooting, whoo! Like, I mean, your defenses don't even have a chance to do anything against that. Right, and they don't need a lot of space to just catch and shoot, right? If a man, if if they got some space, it's gone. Hmm. I think hmm. we need to step back to you what you said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I went the wrong way to get there. I was trying to give Clay some love, saying that he was one of the greatest catching. He's well, definitely one Clay of all yeah. of the love. Yeah, yeah. You, you took too much love away from Steph. Well, okay, yeah. all right. Well, no, I mean, I'm, I mean, Steph's the greatest shooter, but. I was going to say Clay is the best catch and shoot guy, but I I, I will strongly disagree with that. Okay, maybe maybe not. Might okay. be second. Okay, I could be swayed. I swayed again. Okay, I agree with you guys. <laughs> All right, let's see let's see what uh, let's see how you'll be swayed on this one. Uh, the last one here, Lamelo Ball, my boy, Mitch's boy, and uh, Anthony Edwards. All right, so we got Lamelo. Stevens going boy. to Minnesota. Oh wow! <laughs> and Anthony Edwards going to Charlotte. So, so what team? What team improves more, oh, if God. if at all? Well, I. Uh, that's why. It's it's Minnesota in a landslide has is mm-hmm. the better team. I struggle ball with that. Ne- ball next to to Cat would be a thing of beauty. It would unlock so much in Cat's game. Whereas Ant next to, I don't know what. Scary Terry and Gordon Hayward, yuck. Pass. Yeah. I think I don't even think Charlotte makes the playoffs with that team. Oh yeah, Gordon Hayward is over there, isn't he? I completely <laughs> forgot about that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Bridges. Yeah, but just oh, oh yeah, him and Bridges are dunking up a storm. Woo, that'd be pretty to watch every night. Um, it's only two points. Yeah, yeah, That's I right, should yeah. too. Um, you know, okay, so you know what? I won't be biased against Minnesota, and I'll, uh, I'll. I'll try to look at this from a somewhat intelligent basketball perspective. So, uh, yeah, Lamelo and Cat, you know, a little bit of pick and roll. Uh, I don't know if you still keep D'Angelo there or you move him to shooting guard. It's one for one. It's it's yeah. just ball for Edwards, right? So yeah. so D'Lo's there. 
yeah, so D'Lo's there. Yeah, yeah. I like, like that for Minnesota. Yeah, it looks interesting on paper. Yeah, yeah. I just Minnesota, man. Like, okay, let me take the bias out. Sorry, I, I, okay, I'll take the bias out. I don't know if you can. Uh, okay, all right. I, I, yeah, you got me on this. I swayed on this one too. That that does look like a good a good big three. You, I, I swayed on that one as much as I didn't want to. I feel like yeah. I ran the table there. Yeah, you did well. Yeah, you did well. Sway, yeah. Six for six. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely done. That was fun. That was fun. We gotta do that more often, man. I but yeah. Why the f- I can't shoot three point shots? This brings us to the end of another episode of the High and Low Basketball Podcast. So thank you, Hugo. Thank you, Mitch. If you haven't done so, subscribe to High and Low anywhere you find podcasts. And if you want to leave a review and a rating, like I say every week, I'm not gonna stop you, man. I'm, I'm not gonna say you shouldn't. I'm not gonna say you should. But but I know I know what I would do. If you know anyone who loves basketball, do them a favor, send them over to us. We'll take good care of them, uh, and just take a moment to let us know what you think of the episode. Share your thoughts on this week's conversation in your review or the comment section on any of our channels. And speaking of channels, go to the High and Low YouTube channel for bonus content. Click on that bell and subscribe. We're also on Instagram at Get High and Low. Uh, we're on Twitter at More High and Low. Uh, actually, we're on TikTok at Get High and Low. I can't forget that. Uh, you can also find Hugo at the underscore Decepticon, and you can find Mitch at Thirsty Villain. Love that name. Uh, anyway, once again, music is by Live the Enjoy Music Group. That's the music you're listening to right now. Uh, you can find Live on Twitter at LYVE. Uh, you can also find him on Instagram at LYVE as well. Um, music is also by Sonny Rockwell of The Goodness. You can't find him anywhere. I've tried. Uh, sound design is by Vaughn August. This is a Vaughn Abraham podcast, just in case you didn't know. So on behalf of Mitch and Hugo and the rest of the crew, I'm Ike Amechi. Thank you for listening to High and Low. We'll see you next week. Yeah.